Welcome back to Discarded. I'm Jennifer Brantley, your host, and I believe that it doesn't matter if you've been scarred, it doesn't matter if you've been bruised, your story isn't over yet. And in fact, your story is whatever you say it is. But first, you have to let some things go. So let's do that together and one step at a time. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Black History Month on the Discarded Podcast. Now, if you listened to the previous episode, episode 13 of season two, you know that I am using this month to continue amplifying black voices. And so with that said, today I sat down with Miss Renee Cave. Now, Miss Cave is a digital course consultant, a mother, and a college Spanish professor, which makes sense when you learn her Instagram name which is at local lengua and so with miss cave what we're exploring today is of course our theme of being unqualified uh, and how she saw a gap that needed to be filled she couldn't find resources that she needed for something that she wanted to do and so she created it but in doing that she had to face down her desire to be perfect And that's kind of a theme, you know, when it comes to being deemed unqualified is this thought that we have to be perfect before we put something out or being made to feel as though we don't have the necessary experience or credentials, right, to get something done. And so as you listen to this interview, you will see firsthand how Miss Cave, at least, has tackled that problem of perfectionism. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Discarded. Today, I'm speaking with Miss Renee Cave. She is a digital course consultant who helps coaches and consultants turn their services into an online course. Now, she's been a college Spanish instructor since 2012 and uses her experience teaching and designing courses from scratch to serve her audience. Welcome, Renee. I'm so glad to have you here. If you would, please just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Thanks, Jennifer. Glad to be here, too. Um, so basically, yeah, I my background is teaching Spanish. And so um, when I came into the online space and thought about creating a business, at first I thought, oh, yeah, I'll just teach people Spanish like I've been doing and um but then realized that there was a lot of talk online about launching marketing and not enough about developing so people were literally just throwing courses together with no idea of um how to teach so 
that is the space where I came in um, and decided like, you know what, maybe this is where people are lacking and something that I can definitely help with. Well, I think you're right about that. I'm thinking about just even myself and I've given thought to, you know, maybe doing some type of courses through some platforms that I have. And I realized I had no idea how on earth do I actually develop a course? So I think you are definitely (laughs) filling a gap that exists. Um, And I think that your story is a great example of, you know, finding a need, filling it. I think sometimes we focus so much on the fact that, you know, when there are other other things, it seems like so many other people are already doing it, right? But you Mm -hmm. have somehow discovered this space that was void, that was empty, um, or at least not, you know, didn't contain quality people who are offering services. Um, So I think that's really unique, a unique part about your story. Uh, If you would, just for some of our listeners who may not know, what exactly is a digital course and how is it a helpful tool? And I'll, I'll interject here before you answer too. I think it's especially important now because we are still in the midst of, of COVID. And you, you started doing this though before the pandemic hit. Is that right? That's right. Um, but I got more into it as the pandemic happened because so digital okay. courses are basically online courses. So a way for you, someone to educate online. And mm-hmm. it up um, in the last few years industry because it makes it easier for you to actually educate people online in this space and a lot of people especially with COVID want community and they want to interact with someone um they also want to learn like the expertise of like how did you do that um how you know like in my case for example like how did you learn Spanish well now that's something that you don't have to limit to just a an in-person classroom but you can actually teach online Awesome. And so I think you told me that you initially, uh, initially rather, wanted to create an online course as an entrepreneur. And that's kind of how you went down this rabbit hole of, you know, there's nobody actually out there doing this development piece. So tell us what what was the course that you initially wanted to do? Was it the Spanish, the Spanish course? Is that what you were looking to? And then once you realize, hey, this doesn't exist, there's no one out here to kind of teach me and hold my hand and tell me how to actually develop the course. Is that how it kind of transpired? That, yeah, that's how it started. It started with wanting to teach Spanish to adults, but also mm-hmm. wanting to train um, the other instructors or other like native speakers that were trying to teach online, like how to actually teach. And um, so, it for me it was kind of a I guess it was my first business fail in a sense <laughs> because mm. for so many years people asked me how to teach I'd been doing it like online and hybrid and in person in my uh, teaching job right teaching college but now I got online I quickly thought that the fail was because was focused more on because I wasn't niched enough or I didn't know how to launch and market it but then when I sat down I realized like well you planned before so that's really the biggest piece that was was needed and then um I got like I would I would do all these trainings like free trainings or even saw like coaches that are like hey I can help you create a course but then I realized that's all they were doing was helping me with launching or helping Mm -hmm. me with marketing and they would just say oh yeah here's my method of how you create a course in one day Mm -hmm. but that was it they didn't really give that additional piece of like how to engage or 
um, how to like create your own method or how to look at the steps you've taken before. It was just like, here's what I look. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And so it was more so, it sounds like you're saying it was more so just the launching piece. And I want to make sure I understand. So more so here's what you do after the course is already developed. Like here's how you get to the, the money. Here's how you market. Here's how you attract customers. But it wasn't really, here's how you put together Right, of course. And like, okay. what do you do on the first day and throughout the time uh, that you've created the course? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was a lot missing. Yeah, there was. And so, <laughs> so it's really interesting, though. You use the phrase that this was your first business fail. Um, and so here at Discarded, we talk a lot about being unqualified and having failures and, you know, being willing to kind of step off the cliff first. Um, and being willing basically to fail, knowing that it's bound to happen, but also how do we recover from that when we've had that failure? How do we, I guess the word would be pivot. So, you know, you get to this point where Renee, you're, you're thinking, you know, I wanna do this course. It's not working out so well because I'm not finding people who can actually help me do what I need to do. So how would you suggest that when we have failures like that or perceived failures, how do we conquer that? I think we look back at it, uh, well, first we look at it and say like, okay, what went well, right? And actually look at those major pieces, right? I put myself out there, I took the lead. Yes. Um, I made videos because I was terrified of going live online. <laughs> <laughs> but those were the people, and I had actually a lot of people that signed up for free consultations to learn about it. So. You know, that looking at what was actually the successful part of the failure was a big piece mm. for me to say, like, you know what, it was a fail as far as no, I didn't sell a whole bunch of courses and no, I can't get on here and say I've made all this money from this course. But mm. it was a success because I got to talk with so many people. I got to learn what people really needed. And that helped me to then pivot to now what I'm doing more, right? Is and so I think mm-hmm. that's a big piece of saying, you know, okay, I failed, but what did I succeed at? And and even sitting down and listing those out just kind of made me feel a whole lot better about actually doing it, actually leaping. Oh, yeah. that's good. That is really good. So looking at the successful part of the failure. And I think that we so often fail to do that. We really tend to focus on, you know, overall, this, this entire thing failed. It didn't work out. And we forget to look at what we actually glean from it. So those not only lessons, I think when people do talk about the successful part of failures, they say, oh, well, what lesson did you get from it? Um, But you're actually talking about not just the lessons, but what what parts worked and what parts did not. And then kind of taking those pieces and putting them towards the next effort. Um, And so you also mentioned that sometimes it sounded like the failure may not even be because of us. So in your case, you were looking and you were trying to put this course together, but you didn't have the right tools. You didn't have the right resources. Um, would you say that's an, uh, that's a correct assessment? I think I, yeah. I think also too that I um, assumed what people needed. Um, mm. And so for me, a good lesson in that was just looking back at 
um, especially the, the consultations and talking with people and actually really mm-hmm. saying like, hey, if I listen, they'll actually tell me what they need instead of yes. assuming this is this is what I should do and just jumping into something. So I think that was a big piece too was I was unprepared to, as far as knowing what, what was needed, I just kind of jumped out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a good lesson, too, because, you know, I talk a lot here about jumping off the cliff um, and just going for it and, you know, doing it scared, which is a really popular saying right now. But sometimes we do have to do the work beforehand. Um, so not sometimes. It's a really good <laughs> idea to do the work beforehand. <laughs> it's a good idea to, you know, do the market research, especially if you're about to start a business. Um you know, survey people, survey your audience or who you think your audience might be to make sure that you're actually servicing them or serving them in a way that really and truly works for them. And so what were some of the things that you were hearing as you began to, you know, kind of ask people, you know, what what do you need? Um, and how did it differ, I guess, from, from what you thought yeah. was needed? So I was so used to, and I can't admit now, I was so used to like classroom Spanish, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was used to, oh, I'm teaching these students who want to learn Spanish, ace the class, move on. But also, you know, we I would learn like what their goals were so we could kind of um, align the class with that, right? Yeah. But those who are not in a course, a typical course setting, like graded, um, college setting or so mm-hmm. they have like various goals and it's hard mm-hmm. to narrow them down so I learned that I thought that okay if you just teach them Spanish you can just teach them the basics that's it but so many people had so many different goals like some there were people who wanted to move to a Spanish-speaking country there were people who wanted mm-hmm. to get a better job um, there were people who just wanted to understand patients um that worked in like the medical field so it was so many it was so many different goals that I didn't realize before and I was just so stuck on just well they just need to know Spanish they just need to know how to be able to communicate and it's like it's so much more than that um just being able to actually speak it was more about the community as well and being able to comfortable with talking with someone who had a language barrier so Definitely for me, it was getting out of my classroom space and getting into that, what do people need in the real world, everyday world to learn. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things you said a little bit earlier was when I asked you how, you know, did you conquer the feeling? Because you said that as you began to pivot from, you know, working on your own course to teaching others how to develop of course, you had a moment where you were kind of like, I don't know if I can do this. I need more experience, my credentials. I don't feel like they're up to snuff. Um, And you talked about realizing that your experience is enough and that you are aligned to do this, that this, you know, is your mission. Tell us a little bit more about that journey. So, you know, was it ever that there were some external sources or people in your circle or outside of your circle who discouraged you or was it more so the negative self-talk 
um, that you kind of had to climb your way out of and realize, you know, there's nobody out here doing what I'm trying to do, which means I can really shape this however I want. I can make it look like how I, however I want it to look. Definitely negative self-talk. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was, so even before I transitioned out of teaching full-time, well, part-time um, and working full-time with Spanish-speaking community, I just had, I, I made myself think, like, you know what, you need to go back and get this certificate because the people that are doing what you want to do have these titles and like these certain certifications and like the terminology they're using, even people online, it's like, well, they're an instructional designer, curriculum designer, you need to be able to have that and say that. And so it was a lot of just like, I, telling myself I needed all this additional all these additional credentials and mm-hmm. that like I just didn't have enough um mm-hmm. but it was funny because a friend of mine asked me to help with her building out a group coaching program and literally we just kind of built like a simple syllabus and even that was fascinating to her and so just for mm-hmm. that to see that I was like okay you know yeah, I don't. I, I can do this. So, yeah. And then I started thinking too about like, you know, I, I've been in situations teaching where I showed up and they were like, we don't have anything and you have to make it and create it as you go. Mm. And so I had to kind of say, you know what? Negative stuff, stuff. Like, no, that's not it. Like you have everything yeah. you need. You've been doing this. And even though it doesn't look like you know all these other people's credentials or even though you don't have this exact terminology for it does not take away from the experience you have amen (laughs) (laughs) no I mean seriously I mean yes um and especially the part about you realize you had actually already been doing it um and even in already doing it what you do do now may not look exactly the same. And so a lot of our audience, I'll tell you, Renee, um, is we have some military spouses who listen. And for us, you know, you're always having to pivot. You're always having to change. Like I'm an attorney and I'm working right now for, you know, the government as a contract specialist. Um, but realize that as, you know, when being an attorney, I've already done a lot of this stuff. Um, and it can apply even if you're not applying it to a business or entrepreneur situation, you know, becoming a mother. Yeah. There may have been instances when you've been a mother to other people and you can kind of apply that. So things are never as scary as they seem or as scary as we talk ourselves into believing they are when we're trying something new because oftentimes we've already done it to some degree. So I really, really love that. Um, and I was reading this uh, Exo Nicole article on manifestation. So <laughs> I'm a Christian, but I, you know, people talk about manifestation all the time. You know how how when you say things about yourself or about what you what you want to do, you're putting it out into the atmosphere, and it can come true, and it may not come true true in the way that you want. Um, but you can also speak life into yourself. And one of the quotes in that article said. You have unique gifts, skills, and talents that are to be shared with the world. No one else has this treasure trove the way you do or can share it like you. When these superpowers are charged with an intention that benefits all creation, you are aligning yourself with your mission. Uh, And that quote, just as I look through the notes that you provided me with, really reminded me of you (laughs) because... 
yeah, because you talked about, you know, being aligned to your mission once you realize, hey, I don't need all of these credentials. Um, and then one other thing I, I just was thinking as I prepared for today is just, you know, if you feel like you don't have the credentials, it's okay to get that extra education and seek it. But in, in doing so, you can still go ahead and, and jump off the ledge. Yes. So, you know, still do those things until you feel confident. But that shouldn't hinder you from going for it. Right. I think, too, um, as as Christians, too, we get too caught up in distractions and mm. overload, information overload. And so sometimes mm-hmm. when we're saying, like, I need all this, I need all this, I need all this, it's like, you really don't. And if you do that, you're just mm-hmm. going to overload yourself with and, yes. and keep talking yourself out of actually doing what you need to do. Um, I can say right. that's definitely happened for me, too, it's that it's that shiny objects you know it's it's that you know what well I don't think I need it but this person is just saying they did this certification and this person is saying they went back and did this but this person is saying to keep up and it's like you can keep up and you can continue to educate yourself but just don't distract from the mission Mm. don't get so distracted and so engulfed that you know six months later you're like oh I still didn't start anything. I still just got all this information. So I, I think definitely I'm a, I'm a lifetime learner, but at the same time, yeah. I have to remind myself that you don't have to learn. You don't have to be certified and learn everything. And, everything. and learn everything. It's okay to say I have enough and mm-hmm. and that's it. And that's, that's kind of a, so we had a previous episode where we talked about establishing boundaries. And I think that's yet another example of setting boundaries with yourself. Um, you know, knowing what you're capable of doing, how much information you're capable of taking in without becoming overwhelmed or what's the word? Like blowing, blowing a circuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Overstimulating <laughs> yourself, right? Um, and then it also sounds like a bit of battling this uh, search for perfectionism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because we want the things that we put out. We want our passion projects, our babies to be perfect before we present them to the world. And that's not always possible. And I think, Renee, you too have had to kind of let go of that perfectionism piece. Um, is that, would you agree with oh, that? yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. Definitely. I've had to Say, you know what it this is what it is and however this is my talk to myself at the pep talk and say you know what mm-hmm. it'll come out however it's supposed to come out and that's it because that the perfectionism can also be a distraction getting so caught up in the perfect time to launch the perfect post to put out there the perfect thing to say and usually i know for myself I, even with teaching that usually goes out the window. So I don't, for myself, I prepare, I just have like bullet points and then I go in and however it happens, happens. And it's funny because yeah. the lessons that I think are gonna be the worst are my students gonna be like, this was so terrible. They love. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check myself again and say, you know, you were so worried and you were trying to make this lesson so perfect. And it was mm-hmm. great just as it was. Um, and I just have to remind myself too that people even though there are a lot of people doing it, people are looking for you. Um, people want to align with the type of person that you are. So the less perfect and the less planning and trying to be perfect, the better. 
just showing up with you is, is the best. <laughs> yeah, and people love authenticity. Yes. They love that. That's um, what can align people to you over someone else who might on paper appear to be more credentialed or, or more qualified, if you will. Um, so yeah, you are yourself and that is your superpower. Not to throw another cliche in there, another another quote, but it's very it is. true. Um, yeah, the uniqueness that you have and that you bring to the table and to your passion project, to your business, to your uh, home situation, to your friendships, to your marriage, to your relationships, it, it speaks volumes um, and attracts people to you and helps you to align even more so with your mission because you're being true to yourself. You're not trying to be someone else. You're not trying to emulate someone else or how <laughs> someone else does does something, but you are figuring it out um, on your own and, and being true to yourself in it. Yeah. So I think we, we might have someone out there listening who is actually interested in creating a digital course. Um, and since you're, you're in this space, what would you, what would you say are your top two, two top two, <laughs> top two do's and top two don'ts of digital course creation? Ah, good one. So I would say top two do's is to um, definitely make sure that you are, you sit down and write out the process of what you do, what you're trying to teach someone. Um, because that makes it easy to actually create a course um, is by having that mapped out, right? So definitely mm -hmm. sit down and mm -hmm. actually do that. Um, also, make sure that you have surveyed people, talked to people, or that is something that you sit down and think about what right. Needed. Sit down and think about what people have asked mm -hmm. you to teach, or if you're already offering a service, um, maybe one on one and now the demand is crazy, think about serving the people that you've been working with one-on-one -on -one to see what type of service or what type of course you should create on a group level. So definitely top twos. Um, don't, it's funny, I was talking with someone this week about one of them was, um, don't assume people need a specific course. What we can get caught up mm. in sometimes, um, and this person was a, Lang in the language field as well with me so I, what I was telling them is that what we can get caught up in is thinking oh because I know this language everybody needs to know it and so I mm. think this is a specific thing that people need to know then I need to create it and so then we create it nobody signs up and then we're confused of yeah. why it didn't happen so don't create things just because we think it's needed without actually knowing the need for it so um, and don't create it just because we have you have that expertise and knowledge and think that that's specifically what people need. Let people actually tell you, this is what I need from you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You've given us so many <laughs> gems. Um, throughout, through, I love it when that happens throughout the course of this because we start off talking about one thing and then get into other things. And it's all super helpful regardless, listeners, of where you are in your journey, regardless of whether you want to start a business yourself, if you're you know, not in that space, if you're a student, um, if you don't work at all, there was something for you in this discussion. And Renee, so we talked about you know, having failures and how we keep going, kind of pivoting, 
um, listening to people when they're they're telling you things, telling you what they need, and that's applicable to so many different situations, not just to the business sphere. Um, and I think for those who are running a business right now, like like Renee said, is a really good time to think about getting into the virtual learning <clears throat> virtual learning space, especially with COVID nineteen. Unfortunately, still running rampant right. in the streets. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now might be the perfect time for you to take that leap. Um, and especially if you're thinking of launching a course. I know a few people who have talked to me about launching a course. And like I said, I thought of doing it myself. Reach out to Renee. Um, and Renee, if you would just tell us, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you offer? So what what's your um, website and social media social media handles website is still to come but right now um, okay. you can find me on Instagram um, the name of my business is local lingua um, literally local language in Spanish but um, so you can find me on Instagram local lingua that's l-o-c-a-l l-e-n-g-u-a and there you can um, message me. You also have access to email me um, and we can start a discussion. I don't mind talking in the DMs. Love getting to know what people are up to. So um, definitely start a conversation with me there. Awesome. And so like I said, you did, you, you gave us a lot, but is there, are there any parting words that you would share with someone who, you know, may be on the precipice of, of, you know, launching this new thing and is maybe afraid or wants it to be perfect or feels that they are not qualified to do it. Yeah, definitely start making lists about the things you do well. Start that way. And and just mm -hmm. something daily where you're yourself that you are qualified, that you got the experience, you can do this, you got it journaling or whatever it is but do something every day to remind yourself write every day something about yourself that you do well um write about your successes write about just anything that uplifts you and that helps to make you to help you say like you know what i'm gonna go for it so i definitely encourage that because also that's something you can look at daily and you can go back to i know i've gone back to notes and journal that I've written I'm like wow I, I am great this is wonderful so mm -hmm. definitely start um I know we talked about manifesting but I, I say write it so you can I'm a visual so definitely yes. write start writing to yourself daily um just to encourage yourself and to be able to look back at that and say okay I can do this um the other thing I would say is um find your find your hype music <laughs> It's a good song <laughs> that hypes you up every day. Yeah. And, and just go for it. Um, and, and you'll be fine. You know? That's, yeah. Awesome. I think that's good. I think that's a, a good note to end on. And Renee, we are so grateful to you for coming on and sharing your expertise because you do have so much expertise with us um, and also for sharing with us those words of wisdom. Guys, if you want to learn more about Renee and the services that she offers or just about Renee in general, again, you can find her on Instagram at local. Lengua, and she spells it out for you, but I will also <laughs> include it in, also include it in the show notes for your reference. Thank you so much Thank again, you, Renee. Bye.
that wraps up yet another episode of the Discarded Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. But it doesn't have to end here. What you can do is help us to grow and help the people you know. Subscribe to Discarded wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, 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 if you like what you hear, leave a review. It only takes a moment. It's super easy. And doing things like that, subscribing, leaving a review, and even just sharing the podcast through your platform helps us get found by others. In addition, you can become a guest on Discard It by using the link in the show notes and show description to leave a voice message for us. Who knows, you may just hear your voice on a future episode. Join us next Friday as we discard something else on our way to making your life story a bestseller. I can't wait to grow with you.